You're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 234. Today, I'm taking you back to the beginning and showing you what's next. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What is going on, Men of Abundance? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast. This is the first episode being posted in 2019, and I'm going to get into a little bit of a story about why that is, what's been going on in my head, and I'm going to share some of the background of where Men of Abundance came from because I think it's about time since we got so many new listeners, and I doubt that anybody's gotten all the way back to episode one and listened to the original journey of where this origin story started from, but so much has changed and so much has transpired since then that I just feel it's important to share with you where it all began, what has happened over the last two and a half years since I started this Men of Abundance podcast and my personal abundance journey. And then I'm going to share with you where I see this going over the coming year, over the next couple of months and into the next year and what play you're going to have in this journey and how it's going to affect your life should you choose to challenge yourself and come along this journey with us. And I say us because I know there's already some guys that are already on board. Now, before we get into the origin story and where this all came from and then kind of get into what's been going on over the last couple of years in my mind and with Men of Abundance and with the whole process, I want to share with you some of the structure that's going to change with the show immediately. And quite frankly, I'm in catch-up mode right now because what happened over the last month is before the holidays, iTunes out of the 300 plus thousand, hundreds of thousands of episodes or podcasts that are out there, iTunes evidently had a problem with my podcast. There was some glitch. I don't know what it was. They fixed it. The bottom line is this. My show wasn't coming up on iTunes. If you searched for Men of Abundance in the U.S. store or the U.K. store, it was not available. The team over at podcast websites, specifically Kieran, and worked with Morgan over at Apple uh, Support or at Podcast Support. They fixed the the problem, but it took like a month to do that. So I was not posting any episodes. What that did for me was it gave me a huge break, which is not a good thing. I continued recording conversations. I continued having conversations with other amazing abundant leaders, but I was not posting any episodes. And then basically at the same time over the last couple weeks, I basically freed up about at least 40 hours a week. Uh, I'll get more into that later. I'm not going to share the process behind that right now. Just know I had a whole lot more time on my hands. In fact, I have a whole lot more time on my hands. And I'm sitting back here just extremely comfortable, uh, financially comfortable. I have time to take my son to school, come home, or actually go to the fitness center, get a little bit of workout in, which I really just started over the last couple of weeks. Let me tell you guys, I have been extremely comfortable. And I'm going to get into this over the next couple of weeks, but comfort is not a good place to be for very long. Being comfortable and happy sounds great, but I'm telling you right now, it is it is the enemy of progress. 
because I got so comfortable in not editing these episodes and not doing the work and posting these because make no mistake about it, unless you know what I'm talking about, if you're not a podcaster putting out content like this, it's extremely time consuming. There's work involved. There's thought processes. And I was really just enjoying myself in taking my son to school, being here when he gets home, reading a book throughout the day, taking my wife to, you know, we go shopping or go out to some deli and have lunch or go see a movie uh, and, you know, drive to Disney on the weekends and just really just living my life. And it's great, but I got so many other things that I want to do in life and I just cannot get too comfortable. I know that now. I've been in this situation before, but I've never been quite this comfortable. It's, it's, it's unbelievable how comfortable I am and how wonderful life is, but it's the enemy of progress. So this is the very first episode that I'm, I'm actually recording and editing and posting in over a month. And it feels great to be back behind the mic and be sharing this content with you and sharing with you what's going to come. And hopefully my plan is that you will grasp a hold of some of this information and whatever it is that you have that you want to do in your life, whether you're in a comfortable state or not, you're going to push forward and get that because I'm also going to share with you some information and some experiences that I've personally experienced and what I've learned from either my guests or the books that I've read. I've read so many books over the last couple um, month, over the last couple weeks and to listen to many books. You know, I love audiobooks and I just haven't had the opportunity to listen to many audiobooks because I don't commute anymore. I don't have to get out in traffic. I don't have to worry about that. I haven't had to worry about that since June uh, of, of uh, last year. So I've been very comfortable for a long time, quite frankly. I've just been extremely comfortable in the last 30 days. It's time for me to get back to work. So that being said, the structure of Men of Abundance, the podcast, the show, is going to change. I've already got more than 20 conversations recorded, and I'm going to honor those individuals. I'm going to honor those people because they spent time with me and shared their stories with me that I want to share with you. But the structure of the conversations are going to change from that point on. That would put us out into April or May meaning that would be when the new episodes are going to start coming up and the new type of conversation is going to be revealed to Men of Abundance. But I don't want you to wait that long. I don't want to wait that long. So what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start doing what I was doing last year is on Friday, I'm going to have a Pay It Forward Friday. I used to call it Pay It Forward Aloha Friday, where it's just my thoughts of the week or something that I have going on in my life or a conversation that I've had with somebody on the show, off the show, one of my clients I'm working with or something of that nature and I will be sharing that. I will also be having a few other guest appearances from people that I've personally worked with to so that they can share what their progress has been in their life in using some of my resources and working with me directly. So I'm super excited to be able to bring that to you so that you can see what it is that I do, how my mind works, and if any of it will be beneficial to you and where you're at in your life. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to continue posting episodes every Tuesday of a conversation that I've already had, and then on 
Friday, and by the way, I'm going to actually be doing a couple of those. I'm going to be posting a couple of those a week so that I can get caught up because I really don't like having a conversation today, for instance, and the episode that I had the conversation today not post until April or May. It's just too far out, so I'm going to close the gap on that. I'm going to be posting a couple conversation episodes a week, and then I'm going to also throw in on Friday just my two cents and basically 15 minutes of what's going on in my head and where I think that will be best beneficial for you as a listener and an an abundant leader, whether you're on your journey now or you're already living your life of abundance and just want to take it to the next level. All right, so now I'm going to take it back briefly to where this all started, and I'm really going to start from my high school days or when I grew up. I'm not going to, it's not going to take that long, guys. I'm really going to go through the cliff notes of the whole thing, but I want you to understand where I'm coming from and who I am and what my background is because I've found over the last couple of years and just having conversations with people who don't really know me, they don't know my background, they have a perception of me that I just don't want out there, and the reason why is because I get the I get the feeling and I know for a fact that people have conversations with me they're like, well, I thought that you went to some preppy school or, you know, you lived your life this way and that way and all this other stuff. And, and I don't want to make it out like it's the hardest life in the world, but I didn't have it that easy growing up. I grew up literally in a trailer in another guy's backyard. We couldn't even afford the trailer park until my mother and father got divorced. And I'll get into why that is in that process in just a minute. But picture this, a single wide trailer in a backyard, basically, hooked up to utilities and, you know, water, sewage, electricity, all that type of stuff. And many times, my parents didn't even have enough money to pay the bills in this tiny little trailer. And I just think about that now. And no goodness, they must have been making no more than $30,000 a year. Many times my dad was unemployed. He was a carpet layer. He installed carpet. And he was a freelancer. He didn't work for a big company. He would take jobs here and there wherever he could get a job at. My mother always worked. I always knew my mom to work. She worked for Motorola for a while. She worked at another similar company for quite some time. She ended up working for another family-owned business. Same industry, same type of thing. She worked in the warehouse. She used to get up at like 4 o'clock in the morning to get her hair done, put her face on like she used to say, put her makeup on, and get in the bus and go clear across town to be to work by 8 o'clock in the morning. I mean, my mom always worked. And since my dad wasn't working all the time, he had a lot of free time on his hands. So he drank a lot. There were drugs involved. And there was adultery involved. There was a bar that we used to go to. I literally grew up in one of two bars, Playtime or the Cable Lounge. Because Playtime was when we lived, you know, in the central part of the town um, until we moved into the trailer and we lived out, you know, near, uh, out further outside of Phoenix, Arizona. And we used to go to the Cable Lounge all the time. My parents were always there almost every single day. And I always wonder, how, how can somebody who's so broke spend so much time in a bar? I didn't think about that back then, but I think about that now. But, you know, imagine the dark, smoke-filled rooms that I grew up in. And funny thing is, is I never smoked in my life. And, you know, my brother ended up smoking later on down the road, but my parents both smoked. My mom smoked until she was diagnosed with lung cancer. She quit that day cold turkey. But my dad had a lot of time on his hands, and there was adultery involved, and my mom had an out. There was a guy that was at the bar all the time. His name was John as well. My dad's name was John. And he basically gave my mom an out. He said, look, y'all, 
if uh, you ever went out of this situation, just know you have a place to come. And he left it at that. He was just that type of straightforward John Wayne type of guy. And one day my mom just got fed up with my dad's bullshit and she grabbed me and my brother and we went to a hotel room and before I knew it, it all seemed like it happened in a flash, but before I knew it, we were living with, uh, or I was living with uh, John, my stepdad, uh, because my mom and John took off and eloped right after my dad's, uh, mom and dad's divorce and my brother went and lived with my dad. Now my dad and my brother towed that trailer, that single wide trailer, out to the middle of the desert. And I was getting into it earlier when we were talking about the utilities I want to touch on. Many times when my parents didn't have money to pay for the utilities, my they would tell me and my brother to go, you know, try to find somebody to stay with. Because me and my brother were always out of the house anyway. There was one summer, the entire summer, I think I went home like maybe three days that summer. I was always staying at a friend's house. So my mom would say, hey, go stay at a friend's house. I would go stay with one of my friends. My brother would go stay with somebody else. And that way we would have, the, you know, luxuries of utilities, you know, water and electricity and heat or or air conditioning, you know, some sort of cool air in the desert sun. But, um, you know, so that just festered up and my mom finally was out. And then my brother and my dad towed that trailer out in the middle of nowhere, had no hookups. They wouldn't hooked up to anything. They literally lived out there with the scorpions. That's what they'd do at night, sit there with the flashlights and pick up scorpions off the ground and do whatever with them. Uh, you know, so I grew up in that environment. I ended up going to Carl Hayden High School where if you've ever seen the movie Spare Parts starring George Lopez, I highly recommend that movie. Very inspiring. It's a true story about some kids at that high school many years after I graduated from there who put together some spare parts and won a robotics competition against uh, you know, schools like MIT. And they were underdogs for sure, and they literally put together spare parts. Well, which if you watch that movie... That's the high school I grew up in. So I was, I joke about it, but the fact of the matter is I was minority. It was about 10% Caucasian and mostly Hispanics and a lot of kind of wannabe gangbangers. They weren't real big gangs in my area, but they were all wannabe gangbangers. And some of them were part of different gang affiliations. So I grew up fighting or running. I either stood my ground or knew I couldn't stand my ground. I was going to get my ass beat real bad uh, or I'd run. So by the time I got to high school, I was fast. I was like the dude on Jericho Mile, another old, old movie if you've ever seen that. Long blonde hair, uh, hazel eyes, and just ran my ass off. And I was on the varsity track team as a freshman. So that was the environment that I grew up in. And, and, and even after high school, I you know, wanted to get into college or actually I pissed off a full ride scholarship to Phoenix Community College. I didn't want to go to college at the time. Started working jobs, getting into drugs and getting into a lot of activities that, I mean, we'd go down to Central Avenue, me and my buddies drive down to Central Avenue. We used to go cruising all the time. And part of our goal to being there was to actually find a fight to get into, get into various fights. And I just looked at all this and I knew I wanted something else. So I decided to go to school I was, you know, paying my way through school, ran out of money for college, and then I was doing two full-time restaurant jobs back-to-back to raise money to get back into school, and it just wasn't working. Well, my uncle came home. He was a first sergeant in the Army, my dad's brother, and he was uh, came home on leave one day, you know, Vietnam veteran, the whole bit, and he says, hey, look, I see what you're going through. Join the military. You'll get some education along the way, and you'll get a chance to travel the world. I said, not no, but hell no. Was not something I wanted to do. I saw those fun, you know, silly kids doing ROTC. Even some of my friends were doing JROTC in high school, and I just laughed at them. It just wasn't my thing. But 
enough was enough. I was, you know, went back to work doing two full-time jobs. Um, let me just say that the, uh, the drug situation for me to stay up that late and work that many hours was literally killing me. At one point in time, I looked in the mirror and I could see my eyes sunk in the back of my head. I literally looked like Skeletor from, I think it was He-Man um, cartoons. And I had cramps in my legs walking up a flight of stairs because I was so sleep deprived and I was doing the drugs to stay awake, you know, speed and all that kind of stuff. And it was just enough was enough. So I walked into the, got cleaned up, you know, and, and walked into the recruiter's office and basically said, I want to be a, a army medic. And long story short, that's what I did. I, I joined at the age of 20 and my first duty station was Panama. Spent four years in Panama. After two years, that's where I met my lovely wife. We were a blind date <laughs> and a very unlikely couple, to say the least. And I'll get into more of that later. And then, you know, throughout my course of my career, I did special forces training. I graduated, I got selected as special forces selection and assessment. I, I traveled to 23 countries around the world on five continents. Um, after special forces selection and assessment, I went to the training, the uh, Special Operations Medical Sergeants course in San Antonio, Texas, which is about nine months of very intense medical training to basically be a, a PA in the field, a Special Forces Medic, 18 Delta Green Beret. Graduated from there, and then after we graduated from there, we had to go on to Fort Bragg, North Carolina, to continue about six more months of the training. And I will get into the rest of that story at another time because that was truly a defining moment in my life that was actually revealed several years later. After an amazing time at Fort Bragg, North Carolina in SWIC, Special Warfare Training and uh, 82nd Airborne Division, I went out into Germany. That's going to be a whole other conversation as well because my life and my wife and I's life went through so much turmoil, so many situations during that three years in Germany. Uh, and then after Germany came, I was done. I was at three years of marriage, my wife, or excuse me, at seven years of marriage or so, my wife and I had literally been together less than three years because of schools, deployments, you know, training, all that kind of stuff. So it, it was just a hard, hard time for us in our marriage. And we obviously made it through it. But mentally, I was done. I was ready to get out of the military. So we went on to El Paso, Texas, where I was going to just get out. I was at about, at that point, at about 10 years, right at about 10 years, and I was going to get out. And El Paso was close to Phoenix, so we were going to get out there. Ended up spending four years in El Paso and then moving on to Hawaii for our first time. And did three years in Hawaii, then left Hawaii, went to uh, Colleen, Texas, where I ended up deploying to... Iraq from Fort Hood. Again, that three years and that year in Iraq was just stories to tell. I will share all that later from business experiences that I had within Baghdad and just things I couldn't talk about but I can talk about now. Uh, and then personal experiences that I we went through as well. Just crazy, crazy times. After that stint at Fort Hood and Iraq, we ended up back in Hawaii and that's where we stayed for about seven years. I retired there in Hawaii, just before I retired, we bought a $721,000 home that we planned on staying in for quite some time. We ended up staying there for two years and sold it two years later for $758,000 and then moved into a beach home not far from that house that we bought. And this home was less than half the size of the home we had just sold in a resort community. But in my opinion, this area was so much better. The people were much down to earth. 
I had some amazing neighbors, and every day I could just walk out on the beach. Every single morning I could hear the waves crashing in. Me and my boys could go play in the water right there. We could go fishing. Everything we needed and wanted was right there in this community. And again, very comfortable, living the good life, and this right here is where the abundance journey began. So let me paint this picture for you real quick and give you an idea where I was at in my mind and physically in the environment. So I'm retired from the Army and I'm literally working in the same office I was at when I retired at this point, uh, sitting at the same desk, doing basically the same job, but I didn't have all of the stresses of being in the military. Not going to get into that right now. Those of you who are military or veterans, you know what I'm talking about. And because of the location that I worked at, I was able to bike from my house to a naval magazine, a little naval base, not far from my house, where I had my kayak and I could kayak across Pearl Harbor, which took me about 9-10 minutes or so. And I could get across Pearl Harbor to the other side to Hickam Air Force Base where I'd park my truck all week. Then I could go shower in the gym, sit in the sauna for a little bit, and then uh, drive on up to Triple Army Medical Center where I worked at. And then I would do the same thing, drive back down to the uh, Hickam Air Force Base, kayak back across the uh, Pearl Harbor, and get on my beach cruiser and ride on back home. And I was back in paradise every single day. Even at the hospital where I worked at at Tripler, you step outside, you see the beautiful ocean. It was absolutely gorgeous. My income situation was pretty good because I had my retirement benefits. I had you know, health care taken care of, all the important stuff. I had the income from the job. So I had a pretty good six-figure income. Not a huge six-figure income, but a six-figure income. And one morning, one Saturday morning, me and my little guy, he was about six at the time, I'm guessing, and he's, you know, we're out on the beach like we were almost every morning, get up early, and we're out on the beach watching the sun come up because I love the sunrise. I've got my coffee there. I've got my, my phone. I'm listening to a podcast on my headset. My son's in the water, playing in the water already, waves crashing in, just having a wonderful time. My wife's asleep back in the house behind me, and my other boy who's still at home, my third boy is out doing his thing, uh, joined the military at this point, joined the army, and my little guy's in the water, and he's waving at me, and he's saying, Dad, Dad, come and play, come and play. And I motioned to him with, you know, kind of a half smile and point at my headset and, you know, let him know that I'm listening to something. And the thing is, I was, I was listening to something probably to learn how to make more money and live an amazing life. Now, here I am living in Hawaii, literally on a beach, got good income, and my kids are healthy. I'm healthy. We're living a life that I've always dreamed of and a life that many will never experience. And I'm basically telling my son that I don't have time to play with him right now because I'm trying to improve our life. And as his facial expression changed from excitement to disappointment, it hit me. It was like loud and clear. I hear a voice in my head like my wife is standing directly behind me and she says, as she said many times before, Wally, what the hell are you chasing? And it literally turned around. I literally, I thought she was standing there. And she wasn't. She was probably still asleep or she was still asleep in the house right behind us. In that moment, I took my headset off. I put it on the table, took a sip of my coffee and went out in the water and played with my son for a good 40, 45 minutes straight and thought of nothing else but just enjoying ourselves and playing in the water. We got cleaned up. 
knocked the sand off, rinsed off, went back in the house. I started making breakfast. As my wife got up, I, it was the most beautiful thing that I'd seen. It was like, a, you know, she's always there. I was always there, but I just wasn't there. Can you relate to what I'm saying, guys? There are so many of you that are home every single day, but you're just not there. And that was me for many, many years. And it was at that point, I don't know, it, it wasn't something that I said verbally or even in my head that I am living a life of abundance, that I need to be grateful for what I have. I just felt it that I needed to start being grateful for what I have. I didn't start journaling at that point in time. It was something I'd heard about. I'd done off and on throughout my life, but it just wasn't, it just didn't hit me all at once like that. I just, in my mind, every day started realizing and started actually being grateful for everything that I had in my life. While I'm sitting in the bathroom, a bucket listing, I could, I'm in my bathroom, in my house, I can hear the waves crashing in. I could, it just made, put a big smile on my face just to open up my eyes, my ears, all my senses, and truly enjoy what I had in my life at that point in time from my hard work and the grace of God always giving me opportunities and giving me the ability to take advantage of those opportunities. And then a really cool thing happened. More started coming into my life. More connections, more relationships, more tangible opportunities that were probably already there. I just couldn't see them because I was blinded by this focus that I had. Yes, focus is important, but when you're focusing on the wrong thing, focus is destructive. So you got to make sure and take inventory of what it is that you're focusing on and start focusing on the right things. I decided to start focusing on my family. I decided to start focusing on my health again because I was getting unhealthy at this point in my life. I decided to start focusing more on the connections and the relationships that I had in my life. And then so much more of that started coming into my life. What you want more of in your life, guys, give more of that. You want more better relationships? Give in your be better in your relationships. You want more time? Give of your time. You want more money? Give of your money where it's needed. So in the process of being grateful, one day a friend of mine who is there in Hawaii, he calls me up and he says, Hey, I'm going to this thing this weekend. I don't even know what it is. I'm going to this thing and I'm going to listen to this guy uh, talk about something. I don't know what it is. And he said, do you want to go? I can bring a guest. I was like, yeah, abs absolutely. Let's go. You know, it almost sounded like it was a, a Amway ambush <laughs> that I had been caught up many times before. And in fact, I had done before because I was with Amway, part of my story for about five years. And that's another story. We'll get into that later. But I went, we went to this event and it was a small room. There were some Really interesting characters in there. Al Harrington, who played Ben in the original Hawaii Five-0, he was there, uh, and a couple other really neat people. And the guy that we were there to listen to was Patrick Snow, and basically he's a pub, he's a um, keynote speaker, and he helps people write books and become keynote speakers if they so desire. And one of the questions he asked during this conversation was. If you were to write a book about your life, what would the title be? Or if you were to write a book in general, if you had a book in your head, what would the title be? So we worked through some exercises and stuff, and I came up with this idea of living your life of abundance. So that was that was really where the whole abundance journey started. That was the whole idea came from. And I started writing this book with Patrick's help, and I realized that it was becoming a biography. I didn't want it to be about me. I, I knew that there were other people out there living an amazing life of abundance, paying it forward somehow in their community, and had some serious kick-in-the-gut moments along the way. 
So I decided I wanted some of those stories in the book as well as my own experiences. But the question was how to get a hold of these people and how to have these conversations with them because people aren't just going to have a conversation with me, right? So staying on the whole abundance mindset and being grateful, one of the podcasts I was listening to actually answered part of my question. And that is, I was listening to Freedom Fastlane with Ryan Daniel Moran, and he wanted to have conversations, personal conversations with people like Grant Cardone and members of the Shark Tank and many other very, you know, well-known millionaires and billionaires. So what he did was he created a conference in Austin and Freedom Fastlane Live, I think he called it, and he invited these people. He had an audience. He invited these people and they, you know, the audience was going to pay to be there. So he was going to use that money to pay these guys to come and speak. And oh, by the way, while they were there backstage, Ryan could have personal conversations with them. Brilliant, right? But I wasn't in the capacity to set up such a conference. Then again, staying with the abundance mindset and being grateful for everything that I've already received in life and in connections and relationships, uh, I was listening to Entrepreneur on Fire, another very well-known podcast out there. And John Lee Dumas was saying, you can start a podcast. And this is the best way to get in front of an audience. And this is the best way to have conversations with people. And oh, by the way, John says, I have a free course to show you how to start your own podcast. It's simple. You can do it. And bam, it hit me. I'm going to start a podcast. That's how I'm going to build an audience. And I'm telling you guys, it sounds easy, but it's not. Because when I first got started, it took me a while to really actually pull the trigger and get started. But I was fortunate enough to start building relationships with other guys who were just getting started in the podcast world. And we, the podcasting community is a very close-knit community, and we really like to help each other out. So I was having conversations with Vidal Cisneros, And he was in the process of writing a book about his life and his amazing story about evading the police and going to jail and adultery and all this other crazy stuff. So I asked him if he would consider being my first guest. And he agreed. And he is guest number one, menofabundance.com forward slash 001. Go check it out. Great story. Great man doing amazing things. And from that point on, you know, I was just searching and connecting with guys and started this conversations and got them on the show. And the next thing I know, I've got agencies that are sending me people to have these amazing conversations with. There's about four or five agencies that send me guests on a regular basis. The top one is Interview Valet. I've interviewed the founder of Interview Valet, Tom Schwab, and the the co-founder. And the other co-founder, I've interviewed, he's the only person that's been on my show twice, Aaron Walker. And I just have these amazing conversations. And from each and every conversation, I grow just a little bit. I grow from every single one of those conversations that I've had. And I've had well over 200 and at this point, 280 conversations with different, mostly men, but women as well. And it's just an amazing experience to have these conversations one-on-one, some of them face-to-face because we have the video on. Uh, but just to learn from these guys and then have the ability to share that conversation with you. And Men of Abundance, last I checked, is downloaded in 63 countries, which just blows my mind. But what really trips me out is what happened about 
six to eight months in, I can't quite recall the first time somebody contacted me, but about six to eight months in, somebody contacted me and said, hey, Wally, do you coach people in living a life of abundance? And I just basically, I said, no, I don't. I'm just doing this men of abundance thing. I'm doing this podcast so that I can gather stories for my book, Living Your Life of Abundance, and left it at that. And then a couple weeks later, maybe another month later, another guy contacted me and said the same thing. We had basically the same conversation, but this time it kind of stuck in my head a little bit because listening to people like John Lee Dumas, Pat Flynn, all these other different entrepreneurs, they all say, you know, as you're, as you're building your business, as you're building your brand, listen to your listeners, listen to your audience, listen to your customers. They will tell you what they want and then build that. Well, I never considered coaching and living a life of abundance or being doing anything in that arena. I had coached before. I had coached in fitness in the past. I had led group training. I was an insanity instructor for a while. I used to teach insanity classes at the Honolulu Club. Of course, I've coached many um, soldiers over the years. And, you know, in that capacity and coaching them and, you know, winning the board, a military board or some sort of competition of some sort. Uh, I've done that type of coaching, but I've never done, and, and that was partially mindset coaching. There was a lot of mindset in there, but I had never specifically coached a man in living a life of abundance. And quite frankly, I didn't know where to start. I didn't even know if I really wanted to go down that road. But then about a couple weeks or maybe a month after that, a lady contacted me. And she said, Wally, I've been listening to your show. I absolutely love Men of Abundance. I love all the conversations. I like your personality, the way you speak. I love your mindset. I wonder if you would be able to coach my husband in living a life of abundance. The thing is, her husband, they made a lot of money. They made really good money. She made that very clear. But he was never home. He was home physically, just like I was talking about earlier. He just wasn't home mentally. He was disengaged. And their family was falling apart. Not just their marriage, but his relationship with his kids was falling apart. And she knew that he could be a better man. She knew it. She just knew that he needed some guidance. Well, my answer to her was, ma'am, I greatly appreciate that. I'm super humbled with the with the um, request. But first, he has to want to do that change. He has to want that. Introduce him to the show and we'll see what goes from there. But that really got my mind spinning. That really got me on the idea of I really have an obligation. It's not even a desire. It was an obligation at this point for me to put something together to help guys who want to live a life of abundance and just live their best life, whatever that looks like for them in family, faith, finances, and fitness. So I started putting together the program, found it was quite difficult, and I decided to hire a coach. I hired a couple coaches over the last couple years to help me, one, build a coaching business, help me coach in this mindset. And what I found was I started taking on a couple guys and just kind of trying out my techniques and seeing if what I was coming up with was going to work. So I would do it for free. I would just contact some guys and say, hey, I've got this little coaching challenge that I'm going to do in mindset and living a life of abundance. Would you you know, like to come in? And I've had a couple guys come in and they absolutely loved what I was doing. And they got a lot from it and they shared their experiences with me and they even gave me a testimony so that I could share on the website, which you can go find at menofabundance.com. But in all this, I was struggling with something. I was struggling with how am I going to charge people to teach them and coach them and be the example and show them how to live a life of abundance and family, faith, finances, and fitness. It just didn't seem right to me. Until one of my coaches, Mark Mawinney, introduced me to Carl Bryan. 
And Cole Bryan just happens to be one of the top 22 coaches, business coaches for 2018. Tony Robbins being at the top of that list, and Carl was number 12 on that list. And he told me, he sat me down and he basically said, look, when you think about the people that are having you're having conversations with, the guys who want to live a life of abundance, what is their vocation? What do they do for a living? And it came down to the fact that there are, most of them, a very large majority of them, were entrepreneurs, business owners. And those are the type of people that are willing to pay for personal development to improve their personal life and their business. But most of them want to improve their business. They don't even pay attention to their personal life just yet. And the light came on. These guys, most business owners feel that if their business is not doing well, they need to put more time and money into their business. And what that ends up doing is it takes more time away from their family life, their leisure, and in many cases, it takes time away from their health. So they're basically laser focused on their business so that they can either keep the doors open or level up and get to that next level. In the meantime, they're taking away from their own health and their family and their relationships and their own personal leisure time, which is why many business owners get started because they have value that they want to add, but they also have a lifestyle that they want to create and they don't get there because they don't understand business. They're great at what they do as plumbers, chiropractors, HVAC, other contractors. I mean, you name it. They're great at what they do in that regard. They're just not great at the business side. And Carl Bryan made me realize that. I also realized that the young guys, the young business owners and the young entrepreneurs, they want to get to where the older guys are at. And they want to get there quick. They want to get there fast. And some of those guys are willing. They understand the need for taking on a mentor and a coach, but many of them don't. They just don't get it yet. And the older guys, they're at a point in their, in their career where they don't want to work as much anymore. They want to hand it down to the next guy, the younger guy, so that they can go spend time with their wife or their family or their grandkids or whatever. So they're looking for a way out while still having the income. And that's the beauty of it. I can work with both of those generations and any any generation in between because of the coaches that I've taken on, my personal experiences throughout life. And what I've done is I've combined the abundance mindset with business strategies and came up with abundance and prosperity mastery. So that's where we're at today, guys. Uh, over the last couple of months, I've been building a member's site because I recognize that not everybody wants to work one-on-one. -on -one. And oh, by the way, I only want to work with a few guys one-on-one, -on -one, a max of five guys I'm going to ever work with one-on-one -on -one to level up their business and their life simultaneously because I have a lifestyle that I want to live. And if I take on too many clients at one time, I'm not going to be able to live the lifestyle I want to live, but I still want to add value. And for those who can't afford or don't have an opportunity to get into my one-on-one -on -one program, then I have two other options based on where you're at in your life and your current financial situation, which is the first level of do-it-yourself where you get access to my e-learning platform with literally, and guys, I'm not kidding on this, literally millions of dollars of templates for newsletters, for marketing, for advertisements, and all the business strategies that you can possibly imagine. A 52-week video course. Every single week you get a video course along with a workbook. And then later on in the week you'll get another email that's more of a kind of a strategy for your personal business like how to set up your, your home office, 
goal setting, different entrepreneurial rituals, journaling, that type of stuff. And then you also get access to a live call every week where you can ask questions. And of course, you'll get access to me as well because in the members group, I'm always in the members group. And as a do-it-yourselfer, you'll get access to the members group as well, which brings up the mid-package, which is a group setting where I will actually have guys in a group and a Zoom call every single week. You'll have access to the DIY stuff, all of that and as well as the 52-week video course, but you'll be able to get on a live Zoom call with me as it stands right now once a week with myself and 10 other guys in different industries. There's never going to be a guy in the group within the same industry that you're in. And within that group, you'll get an accountability partner assigned so that you guys can work together, keep each other active, and keep each other doing the action steps that I'm going to put out during the meeting. And here's the thing. I'm only doing the one-on-one option because some guys really do want to take it to the next level very fast. And I know I can work with guys one-on-one. But I prefer the group session. And the reason why is because there's something about when guys get together and we start collaborating, even when it's in different industries, We learn so much and we can grow so much faster in that setting. So guys, when you're ready to learn more about those packages, just go to menofabundance.com forward slash AP Mastery or just click on the AP Mastery tab at the top of the page. Now, where's Men of Abundance going from here? What do I see Men of Abundance transforming into uh, from this point on? I'm going to be much more purposeful with where this is going. It's not haphazard. Of course, I've still got to put up my book. Now that I have much more time, I'm going to get that book done. But for Men of Abundance specifically, I'm looking at meetup groups down the road. And even a little bit further down the road, maybe within the next year, I'm looking at a live event, a live Men of Abundance event where we're going to come together and we're going to have exercises and we're going to have conversations. We're going to have a couple guest speakers coming in and we are going to have these hard conversations. And I mean hard conversations. That's where Men of Abundance is going in the conversation style over the next year that you will start seeing once I get through the ones that I've already uh, recorded. I'm going to start having harder conversations so that we can grow even more. One of the things I recommend to you guys is to read books or get into content or have conversations that are hard for you to wrap your head around. And oh, by the way, within the uh, AP Mastery group, we will have we will be having reading material. We will be having assignments for books to read that we are going to have conversations about, and it's going to make some of you very uncomfortable. That's the point because you've got to get comfortable in being uncomfortable. If you want to progress in life, you can't continue being comfortable like I have been for way too long. It, comfort is is where everybody wants to get and freedom is where everybody wants to get but right now I don't have to work another day in my life I simply don't I can sit back I can enjoy the rest of my life and basically do absolutely nothing for nobody else ever again and just live until I die but at the age of 49 I'll be 50 in May I have a lot more in me and I know that in order to live a long fulfilling life I have to continue adding value to others I have to continue contributing. I have to continue growing and contribute to others. And right now, you listening, you're my passion. This Men of Abundance podcast is so important for me personally. And based on the feedback, I know many of you are getting a lot out of this. 
and the abundance and prosperity mastery is just taking it to the next level and really putting myself out there to make me grow so that I can help you grow as a man and as a business owner. And by the way, AP Mastery is not just for business owners. It's also for men who want to level up in their life because I have a portion of the uh, members group that is not for business owners. It's for business owners and those who are not entrepreneurial business owners or maybe strive to be someday. So don't count yourself out if you're not a business owner. Guys, I have so much more to say, but I'm going to save it for future episodes, for future Pay It Forward Fridays. And guys, today I just want you to consider what I've said today, a little bit of my background, what I've said about what Men of Abundance, where it came from, why it came about, where it's going to be in the future. And I want you to go out and live your life of abundance. And guys, always pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.